Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. All right, welcome back. This is the Hip Factor Podcast. We have Jeffrey Cawthon. What's your middle name, Jeff? Uh, David. Jeffrey David Cawthon. We have Tater French Fry and myself, Jeremy Curtis Reed. Your name, middle name's Curtis? Yep. Do you mind if I call you Kurt? Yeah. Uh, I probably won't respond because that, that I, would seem weird, but. How about I might Tiss? Never call you Jeremy again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you want to call me what, like my high school, I just had my 20th year high school reunion because, wow, I'm old. Uh, mm-hmm. but got to hang out with a couple of buddies, uh, that I hadn't seen like since my weddings, like 15 years. So that was kind of cool, but I kind of forgot that, uh, my high school nickname was germ, just J E R M. And so that's, I've that's what everybody called me. So I'll answer to that. It was never like, it was never thought of as like germ, like like a germ, like an infection or something mm-hmm. like that. We also have on the podcast this fly that's flying around my face and I can't get rid of it. So, um, you know, did, that'll be part did of it. Did anybody ever call you worm? Uh, so not, not totally, but so my first car was a 1988 Suburban, okay. which let me tell you, like driving like your that's first classy. car. Driving a car, like your first car is a 1988 Suburban and trying to park that in high school parking lots. Like, that's not, not the easiest car in the world. That thing was a boat. Um, you must be a master parallel like, parker, though. Yeah, your parking lot was like a, a gravel yard, right? No. Oh. No. Had a legit I parking just, lot. I just assumed. We were a decent-sized high school. Like, I had, like, 205 or so students in my class, graduating class. It's, like, 800 in the high school. So, we are decent-sized. But, so, that that car was called uh, the Wormy Dog. Germs Worm. Yeah, the the Wormy Dog. The funny, the funny story about that is it wasn't long after I had gotten my driver's license i was driving it we had a a tennis tournament and we had to be up at the school super early and the way our like the parking lot our tennis court like there was kind of just a single lane of parking and the bus would pull up behind the behind the car so we could load in so we get there i get there early like i'm there before the bus so i'm sitting there waiting in the car some other because obviously it's suburban so everybody just piles in my car with the you know heater going waiting for for people to get there. So, you know, finally 15 minutes later, the bus gets there. We pile out of it. We get on the bus. And uh, I can't remember if – I think I got a phone call because I think I I think I did have a cell phone at the time, probably like one of those like Casios, you know, like the bricks that were indestructible. I think I got a phone call like, like partway through uh, that, hey – 
Did you know that your car's still running? Like, would you like us to try to turn it off or something? I was like, oh, um, yeah, that would probably be good. And I don't know how they, I don't know what they, I don't know how they got in it, but it was out of gas. I think it just ran till it ran out of gas. And then some, I got some, had his parents brought a spare key or something, but plenty of people volunteered to go with me to fill up a gas tank, uh, so that like a gas can so that I could, cause they thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I still think it's like, dude, like everybody was in my car. I was distracted. I couldn't hear the suburban because the bus was directly behind me. So I couldn't hear it. So I thought it was perfectly plausible, but they all think it's a great story. I don't know if it's a good story. I've never done that. So it's pretty good. Well, you probably never went to high school tennis tournaments. Though there was uh, the other day we had like a, a swim party deal here in town. And one of the lifeguards that had been running the show, like she ran the pool all day, and then we had the swim party after hours, so it was like six to eight or something. Mm-hmm. She got off her shift at eight o'clock and realized that her car had been running since she started her shift, oh, been running gosh. all day, and it was like parked right outside the pool, like right outside the fence over there. Wow. Yes, and then she like ran out there like it was about to blow up to turn it off. I'm like. It's been running for eight hours. It's probably <laughs> fine. A couple extra seconds ain't gonna make a difference. Did she have enough yeah. gas to like to go to a gas station? I don't know. I didn't talk to her. We were leaving. Oh, oh, not your problem, huh? Right. It looks See like her. she was in trouble. So uh, Jeff bundled up the the kids and the wife and got out of there as quickly as he could before somebody exactly. asked him to help. Exactly. I know how this works. All right, what are we doing, Jeremy? Uh, so, okay, so nationals are coming up from as we're recording. We're like 10 days out. Um, it's going to be a good match. Jeff and I have a pretty bussin' house. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the barn we had in Nebraska, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, so that's that's going to be fun. I think I may, I may smoke a brisket before we go. I'm definitely going to smoke a couple packages of bacon so we have, like, breakfast ready to go. The house is a ways from the range. I think we're like a 45-minute drive to the range. So, and Jeff and I both have 2 a.m. starts. So, that's going to, for a couple nights, we're going to have to not party too late and uh, get going early. So, we'll have some bacon cooked up. Easy breakfast. Towards Columbus or out in the middle of nowhere? Um, We are near Apple Valley Lake, which is in Howard, I think. Howard, Ohio. I don't actually know where Columbus is at in relation. So it was a house big enough for like six people is what I was looking for. So that, that seemed to fit. Um, and, and you guys got people on both schedules then staying there. Yeah. We've got a couple guys that are, uh, uh, Bob and Nils are, are both staying there. They're both super squad guys. And then, then the rest of us, the rest of us plebes are on the AM schedule. We're not cool like them, so so we got to be be on a different schedule. It's going to be a little bit of a challenging. I don't. I'm going to be a little bit uh, cheap, and I don't want to pay for an extra hotel like Wednesday night. So Thursday is going to be an early day. I think it's 14 hours from my house ish, and I got to get Jeff somewhere at some point. 
apparently, um, if I decide to. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hit that hit that early. Hey, so. you can not pick them up, and you get to move up a place. That's true. That's true. So yes, I did. So the video video people can see like I did have an injury tonight. Um, you know, it, it might. Jeff might have just moved up a spot at nationals because I don't know if I'll be able to perform really, really to my peak, my peak level. So, you know, mm. we'll do what we can. But if Jeff ends up ahead of me, like, we'll know, we'll know why. Clearly, it was, I was not at, at peak form due to That's injuries. That's tough, man. That's tough. And something it is. Trying to it is. stupid little injuries, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's really tough. Someone it's tough. told me the other day that uh, Matt Frazier, when he was trying to win like his fourth or fifth CrossFit games, like I guess he wouldn't use a, and this is totally like fourth party information. He like wouldn't use a steak knife or something because he didn't want to accidentally cut himself while he was training for this to win the CrossFit championship. CrossFit games, so it, like I don't know. It's just that's that's the level of caution you need to take from here till nationals. All right. Okay. I just won't work. Um, yeah, I'm, work. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick in for a pair of safety scissors, and we'll mail you the safety scissors, and you're gonna have to do all your smithing work with those little plastic edge safety scissors. Yeah, well, we'll do what do we got to do? Uh, you know. I need to win, so we'll do what we got to do. I don't want to have, don't want to have anything else. This is a big setback, big setback here. So, you know, we do have nationals. We are doing predictions tonight. I love the predictions. I think they're fun. I don't know if everybody else does, but but they are fun. So, yeah, they are. We'll get into those. Jeff, also, we're going to talk about a little bit. Jeff shot limited at. The Arkansas yeah. sectional? Was it sectional? Yeah. yeah, I'll talk about that a little bit. So we'll talk about that a little bit after we do our Nationals predictions. Uh, we'll talk a little bit just how Jeff is feeling, how I'm feeling coming into Nationals, any last-second cramming that we're trying to do. And then Potato, Tater Tot, you got a moose hunt coming up. I do. Like how far away is that? Uh, it's the week you guys are shooting nationals. Oh, okay. So it's October 9th to the 14th. So, okay. So that's right after we'll probably talk a little bit of moose hunting coming up and I'm so, yeah. spectacularly underprepared. So should be a good conversation. That sounds, sounds like the best. Honestly, that's probably when you'll be successful is when you're not prepared. You haven't put the time in then all of a sudden, oh crap, I need to pack out 500 pounds of moose meat. This is going to be fun. You're awfully optimistic on the number of topics we're going to cover tonight. Oh, we got it. We got it quick. We're going to bang, bang, bang. I'm not going to. Okay, I'm not going to get our off topic. Our are going to go flying because we all agree. All right. Yeah. So we'll start with the most important division, limited optics, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Um, is there even a limited optics super squad? There's uh, there's a quiet sort of one where they've um, added them to the women's super squad. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
I mean, honestly, I think it's, um, they probably added Casey there to put Casey there. And right. Anyway, um, there's only like, there's only like four dudes on that. So, yeah, I think the likely couple of the top finishers are probably on that squad though. Okay, so let's we're talking about limited optics. Let's get that out of the way. Look, if you're shooting limited optics at this match, you should be ashamed. Uh, any sort of any sort of title one does not count. It is not real, and so you can you can put it on your wall. You can put it on your Instagram. Put it on your social media. I will not recognize it. I think it's fake because this is Iron Sight Nationals, and limited optics does not use Iron Sights. So you can, if you want to, you can put irons on your background. Uh, well, the the optic has to be there, so they have to be co-witness irons. So you you can do that, but yeah. Um, who's recording this? Are you, are you writing this down, Jeff? I can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a follicle check real quick. Um, my hair is still mostly there. Looks like it's there, Jeff. Let's check this potato. Thing. Now that my hair just a pin. You see this magical hairline? Like this, Look at this that. is the reason that I hate hair anyway. So my hairline on both sides of my head is completely different. I was about to ask. So this side, you know, it kind of jets out a little bit and then comes back in. <laughs> and this side, we got this hook. What in the world right is going on there? And there's no jet out. It's just like it's a hook and then straight down. This side, hook out. Wow, that's they, they almost match though. Like if if we could just remove your forehead, the two sides yeah, like, could link up and like form a continuous band of hair. So for the so listening we audience, the, we don't we don't yeah we don't need more hair. We need less forehead. Yeah. So for the listening audience, Jeff's hair kind of looks like what they think Pangea might look like. So how like the eastern coast of America kind of fits into the western coast of Africa and Europe and all that. And so that's where they think there was a single landmass at one point on the planet. Supposedly we're headed back for that in about 250 million years. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think that's a little bit bogus personally, but, you know, whatever they think. But I think it's very safe to make predictions about 200 million years in the future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We can predict all that. Uh, it, so it's kind of like predicting that is probably similar to predicting predicting uh, limited optics winner because it's not really a thing. Like the whole 250 million years, probably not really a thing as far as we're concerned. Neither is a limited optics winner. But um, number one, let's go one through three for limited optics. I will go first. Uh, freaking fly. Uh, I am picking Casey Eusebio to win the match. Assuming he can finish the match. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm getting, getting to where I can record these. All right. Why, why don't you just do all three? In the interest of letting Jeff pull up his notepad. Well, because I didn't know who I was going after that. Because I'm not totally sure. To here. I'm honestly, I'm not totally sure who all shooting limited optics. Because I, I can, I can give you the names to think about. There, Garen Singleton, Matt Hempel, Max Leo Grandis, Andrew Hyder, um, Tom Castro. 
Uh, Garen Singleton just posted today that he's shooting revolver at this match. Oh, he is actually shooting revolver. Good look, that's him. look. He he posted video, I believe, of a stage at a local match, and said he was looking forward to shooting revolver at Handgun Nationals. So maybe that's Good a spoof. Him. Never mind. No, never mind. Good for him. Okay, pull him out. Okay, so shorter. give me that list again. I got Casey, Andrew Hyder, Max Leagrandis, Max, Tom Castro, I think Matt Hempel. Okay. Why would Max Michelle not shoot this? Uh, standards, morals. Uh, he had a barbecue <laughs> that afternoon. I don't know. Uh, that's fair. All good options. Okay. Um, I'm going to go okay. KC in first. I'm going to go Max Leo Grandis in third. Max. Max Leo. Okay. And... KC Max. Man, I don't know. I got to think about second. I got to think about second. I'm sorry. What did Tyler say? Uh, let's go Andrew Hyder in, in second. I'll just do that. I have no idea if he can shoot a non-compensated gun. Uh, he was 90% at Carry Optics Nationals with a gun he got that morning. Okay. And this will be the same gun he shoots in open, only it won't be his open gun. Who is this? Andrew? Andrew Hyder. Andrew Hyder. Look, I'll stick with that. I I don't really know. It's kind of funny. Lo has it. Lo has basically overtaken or is almost tied for first. I don't know if it's overtaken first place. At this recording, it's in second by two shooters. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's probably going to end up uh, with is. the most people, but there's not. But it's pretty shallow, actually. Like there's not a lot of heat in it. Um, no offense to anybody shooting LO, but there's not a lot of heat in it. So there's a, a bunch of open shooters shooting it who I don't even know how to rate, how, how they'll shoot right. a non-compensated yeah. gun. So yeah. they, they might they might have a great match. People like Gregory Clement or David Lyle. Or, um, yeah. Okay. What do you got, Jeff? You want me to go? All right, me? I'll go. I'll go. Um, I I really don't know here. Um, I just get. I'm, I'm gonna pick something different, like just for the sake of picking something different. So I'm actually going to give it to Max. I think Max is gonna win. Then KC. What are some other big names? Which ones am I missing? Hyder. Castro. Castro. That's it. Uh, Isaac Lockwood, probably, is shooting Lockwood. it. That's it. There's no, like, there's no real limited super optic super squad, so it's kind of without finding the entire list. It's hard to know yeah, exactly. Yeah, what kind of nerd it? would have just control F their whole way through the list and looked at all 147 names? I mean, yeah, I'll do it. I don't know what kind of crazy person would do that. 
Tater's waiting because he's probably got some hitters that he's holding back. No, I really don't. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's the same sort of people we're talking about. I mean, I think it's Casey's to lose based on his limited optics matches earlier this year. We've seen him shoot limited optics and almost keep pace with open shooters. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to bet against that. And Max Leograndis just shot a 16-stage major in limited optics and I think came fourth overall this last weekend. Red yeah, Rock Red Rock Rumble, Rumble. In Utah. Challenging so, stages look like, too. Yeah, so if he could do that and he basically was hanging with PCC and open – shooting a limited optics gun. We, we know he can shoot. So it's kind of hard not to have those two guys there. And I mean, Andrew Hyder's pretty proven dot shooter, and Tom Castro has good matches and has had good matches at this Ohio range. So that's kind of kind of where my thinking is. So who you got in third, Jeff? Mm, I was, was going to pick Hyder, but I was running through the list real Quick to see if I saw any names that stuck out. All right, Tater, who you got for first? Casey. Makes sense. So you got Max in second? I do. Okay. And third place, who you got? I have, I have Castro coming in. Castro. Third. Okay. Okay. So Max and then Castro. And then we also got picks from Tyler Turner. He couldn't make it tonight, which is a bummer. Um, I'm not, I'm not real happy with him for, you know, blowing us off like that, but he had, if I remember right, Casey Eusebio in first, Max in second. Yeah. Yeah. And Hyder in third. Yep. What do you expect, man? What do you expect from a horticulture bro? Not a lot. I, I looked through all the limited optics names that are unclassified. And I didn't no names stuck out to me. So I will I'll stand with my first draft. Max Casey Hyder. So basically all four of us have KC, Max, and Hyder in some order no, in the top three, had, except Castro. Can you let me finish before you interrupt me? Good grief. <laughs> except for Tater, who had Castro in third. That is the only, only change in the top three names. Golly, Jeff. Matt Hempel. Nobody picked him. You can pick him if you want, but nobody else did. You got Matt Hep Matt Hempel and Rob Epifania. Solid shooters. Solid, Solid shooters. shooters. I think I think Hempel has a chance to be right up top there. I think Rob's still learning how to shoot a dot in competition, just based on recent results shooting carry optic. He's uh, probably still Troy using McManus? it like a front sight. Troy McManus. Uh, you got Troy Mc oh, you got uh, Ted Murphy shooting one of the optics. Yes, those are those are names that are people competing. Okay, limited. Let's do limited next. Okay. Ooh, this is a hard one. Limited's I think pretty. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's gonna pip Joey Sarland. You heard it here first. This is Johnny's Look, year. Yeah. So I mean, like, so so far this year, I mean, Sauerland has 
has won a lot of area matches. Gianni did did get clip him at area three, and you know that there was some really challenging shooting at area three. So I think kind of close to the level you would expect to see nationals at as far as difficulties. Uh, Scott Brown. Mm-hmm. Scott Brown was second last year. He was he was basically one shot away from at least tying Nils on the last stage. He had turned a Delta into a Charlie. Uh, I think he would have at least tied tied Nils. Um, Scott hasn't he hasn't been super active this year. I haven't seen like I mean he shot a few matches, but not really not a lot of majors. And he just shot Iowa sectional and it looked like he shot pretty well there. Area three was not a good match for him. So, you know, but we also saw him do this in carry optics, like the two matches before it, like he wasn't, he didn't shoot great. And then at nationals, he, he had a really solid nationals finish in a gun that he's not familiar with. John Browning, is this the year he can break through? Like he's seems to always be right there. Well, let's see who else. Bob Crow. Uh depending on the depending on the matches set up, uh he, he's just he's an animal with the limited gun. So I wouldn't count him out. Shane Coley. Uh, look, I think Shane's uh, he's not he's not been the Shane of the past in in couple last couple years. He's not been as good as he used to be. So who else? What are the names? Like names are we missing? Gorka is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty helpful. I think everyone, everyone in the conversation is on the super squad for limited, which is nice. That's not true in all the divisions this year, but I think it's true in limited. Yeah, I it, a little bit. I didn't see anybody off the off the squad who who I thought would make a real push to win. Yeah, uh, Jack Brown shooting it. I expect him to have a good match, but he's. He hasn't. I haven't actually. I don't know if I've seen him shoot a major yet this year. So, so I just don't. I have no idea. Did he shoot that? He did. Okay. Uh, So, outside of that, I haven't seen him shoot a match, and maybe he has. I just haven't seen it, so I just don't know. Um, So, are we going one through three? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeff, you're first this time. Okay, one through three. I'm going to go... Ooh. Hmm. All right. I mean, we can't really do contingencies, but I'm going to do... Ah, it's just an excuse. Ah, I know how I, much you love excuses, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if if Scott has his gun issues, ammo issues worked out. But you can't really say that, because that's the whole, that's part of the whole package. It is. Um, so the, the real question is, do I have faith that Scott took care of that? Alright, I'm gonna go Scott Joey Brown, Browning. Whoa! Okay. Whoa! Bold! I love it. Wow. Okay. 
Joey is not going to get the win. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Tater. <laughs> I've got Gianni, Joey, Scott. Nobody wants. Oh. Well, I, nope. I think Joey's saving it for the perfect year when he wins all the area matches. So he's saving it. Oh, you think he he's going to purposely kind of just slide down into second place we from that? A couple of deltas that could have been Charlie's. I think we know for a fact that's not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, look. Uh, what I mean, my... I think he's the favorite, but I'm trying to make this interesting. And I think it's more interesting if he doesn't win. I'll be honest. Not nothing against him. I mean, I do think he's the favorite. Like, if, if I had to bet money I cared about, which I don't, on the outcome of the limited race, I would put that money on Joey Sauerland to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, he's he's won more matches in limited. He's been pretty dedicated limited. Shot his limited gun at Open Nationals and still finished with a pretty high percentage there. So, yeah, it, it's there's a reason why he's at least second on everybody's list. Um, look, if my heart's in it, then I want, I want, I want Browning or, well, if my, if it's really just my heart, I want Bob, Bob Crow to win. With your heart. Yeah. If it's just my heart, I want Bob Crow to win. If it's a little piece of my heart, I want John Browning to win. Like I would love, I would love to have them, them both win it. And I think both of them very, very capable. They need to, they need to have, they both need to have really clean matches and, and not have the mistakes. I don't. They have less room for mistakes than somebody like Scott or Joey or even Johnny. I think have. they can. They got a little bit more room to make a mistake because they got a little more gas to make up for that. In my opinion, so uh, man, man, this is tough. I'm gonna put Bob. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite direction because I'm still thinking about. One and two. I'm putting Bob in third. Okay. Like it's a little. I'm a little bit. I'm biased. I also think he's very capable, but I am biased. I put Bob in third. And look, I honestly like. I'm kind of. I'm being biased for because of Area Three because Gianni shot so well at Area Three. That's been a while ago. Uh. So Why there's impressive. That was an impressive finish because that was a very technical match. It was. It, it very much was, and that was a that was a very impressive finish for there. Uh, hmm. I'd I would be, be surprised if this match is as technical in terms of positioning. I think this match will be much more partial and much less technical. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. We could go real crazy. Do we want to go real crazy with this? I think you want to go real crazy. It's your prediction, man. Okay, fine. We'll go. We'll go. Scott in second, and Gianni in first, and Bob in third, and Bob in third. Wow. All right, Gianni. I may Scott. not win. I, I may not win limited from the prediction standpoint. <laughs> That's confidence for you. 
and uh, Tyler. What did Tyler pick? He had Joey in first. Yeah, so Tyler picked Sourlin, uh Gianni, Coley. I think Coley is a very bold pick in third over over a bunch of those people. I'm not sure I would. Obviously, I didn't agree because I didn't put him third, but. I think Coley's been better with the dot than Iron Sights this year. Yeah. I would tend to agree with that. So, uh, I mean, these are really, these are interesting predictions for Limited. I think it's fun to have an actual race. I mean, I do think Joey's the favorite, but it's fun to have an actual race. Like, there's some... Yeah, because I uh, think, I do think either Gianni, Browning, or Scott, they could take the match. I think they could. Well, yeah, and like... Other than Coley, there is no former national champion shooting limited. Travis Tomasi. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tomasi. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go. I will make a bold prediction. Maybe not so bold, but I will make a prediction that we will have a new national title holder. A first-time national champion. A first-time, yes. A first-time national champion in limited that's division exciting. this year. That's so that's that is It's not going to cool. be Coley or Tomasi. Yeah, that I will, I will, I will would make my prediction around that. I don't think it'll be Coley or Tomasi. Correct. Will Coley or Tomasi be in the top five? No prop prop bet. I say I say no. I think Coley will be sixth. <laughs> Just outside. I, yeah, I think Coley could be fifth, but if he's not fifth, I don't think either of them will be. All right, production. Prob. Oh, man, this one's hard, and we all know who you're picking, but this one's hard. You, it's your turn to go first, isn't it, Jeremy? No, I went first. I went first on limited optics. Tater, you're up. All right, here's my bold prediction. I've got a great, and I'm going one, two, three, and I've got great defense for my number one pick. So I'm picking Mason Lane to win it this year. Okay. okay. And the reason why is because he's over at European Handgun Championships right now, and he's been training for that match. And I think if he takes that match home to this match, he will do very, very well. Because I think so, there'll be a lot of uh, shoot, move, shoot stuff. And, so and currently really, over there, he's losing to Casey Reed after one day. He's losing to Casey Reed day. by 25 points after one day, or 28 Correct. points after one day. I saw that. Um I would be shocked if that's still the case after five days or four days. Dude, but yeah. Casey is a Ipsic animal. Like when Casey shoots Ipsic, he's he's really good at it. he like he shoots better. He, his game goes up. Hmm. Well, I think Casey is one of the most technically perfect shooters in USPSA. And put Wansic Kim up there as well too. If you watch like all of the things they do, like they're technically so polished. Yeah. So I could see that being more rewarded in Ipsic versus sometimes rounding some edges pays off more in USPSA. Anyway, so I, I, I'm picking Mason, and that's kind of my heart. Less, but it's also I think he's going to take home whatever he learned at European Handgun Championship, whether he does well there or not, because they're shooting against Eric in production. Um, whatever happens there, they're going to take it home, and it's going to inform that match. I'm putting Nils in second, and I'm putting JJ's redemption arc in third. Hmm. Right. Okay. 
And then the surprise shock finisher in the top five, I'm putting Brown and Decker. Decker? Uh, our prop bet for production is going to be where does Phil finish, just so people know. You can be thinking about that. Jeff, what do you got for production? Nils, Sal, Mason. What did Mr. Turner have? Nils, Mason, Sal. Where did he put Turner? Exactly. Right? Like, that's what I'm I'm sitting here thinking. Like, Tyler Turner's got to be in the top three. Like, he's a freaking horticultural animal. I don't know. He just shot a match and he shot really well. Yeah, know. but he did just say he can't wait to go back to shooting a dot. This is his last match in Irons, so. Oh, really? Okay. Not not forever, but for for the year. So, for me, like, we're looking at, to me, like, the names I'm looking at are Nils, Mason, JJ, Sal, and Casey. I think Casey has a good match. Casey could be in the top three. So, th- those are kind of the names I'm looking at, at least on the super squad. If there's other ones off of it, then, then I may miss them, but. I'm going to guess most of them are in in that. Um, look, I, Nils is, is the best iron-sided shooter uh, that we have in our sport. It's not close. Uh, go back and look at where he finished at Area 3, shooting a production gun versus all the other iron-side shooters, and it's, it's a little bit scary. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So, yeah, I'm picking Nils to win. Man, I don't want to agree with freaking Jeff. Then throw Casey in there. Do it. Go for it. Uh, Give the man from Federal his due. I'm going to go Sal in second. I'm going to do that. Look, I'm sorry. JJ has – I can't even – I can't. I can't even consider JJ. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe he'll come back and do something well, but I can't even consider JJ after after his performances or lack of finishing ability to finish matches this year. Like I just assume something's going to happen there. So, so that's not happened. So it's to me, it's down to Mason or Casey Reed. Like is fatigue an issue because they are like they're like this is a long trip, a big trip. Like you're gonna turn around, ride around, and then go shoot. Oh, uh, shoot! Ironsight Nationals. Yes, it's Ironsight Nationals. Man, I don't, I don't know. They're both dealing with that same level of fatigue. So I'm gonna go Casey. Casey Reed, my boy. Casey. He's got a great last name. Hey. Yeah. Right. Well, even uh, if he's got a weird spelling note. Yeah, he spells it wrong, but he's a northerner. So caveat to this, not it doesn't really change top three predictions, I don't think. But actually, in Arkansas, I shot with Austin, Austin Hull, uh-huh. the uh, production, 17 years old. I think last year he said, I think he finished 14th last year. So at 16, he finished 14th. Um, yeah, he's a really solid shooter. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive. Like he's still got some stuff to clean up as far as being consistent, but it but when it comes to just ability, 
pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So if he's able to stick with it, like we say with junior shooters, you know, if they're able to stick with it into their 20s, we could be seeing a lot from him, I think. And he's on the super squad this year. So he's shooting with the super squad guys for the first time. Yeah, that should be that should be really really good to watch. All right, prop bet, Phil. Phil. Where y'all got Phil? Phil, he's shooting production. Uh, seventh. Okay. That just I think that's. Right. I think that's pretty fair. What percent? Seventh and per, percentage. Percentage. Yeah, I was about to say, give us a percentage. S- seventh and percentage. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm not good at percentages. I don't even know what he normally shoots. That's that's all right. Seventh at eighty-nine percent. Okay. That seems that seems doable. For him, that means you think that only the top six or less will be within ten percent of the winner. Which, if it's nils, that's not uh, in any way out of the out of the ordinary. Um, let's see. I'll put Phil at sixth. I think he's going to have a fantastic match. And he's going to finish at 92%. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's a well, big I'm match. Gonna go the other way and I'm going to say 14th on 84%. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jeff did not ask this of Tyler ahead of time, so we don't, Tyler doesn't have his prop bet in. Maybe, Jeff, you can Tyler's message him and see. Tyler's going to say four places behind Tyler Turner. Oh, yeah, we could guess where Tyler Turner is going to finish, too. Where is where is Tyler Turner going to finish? Tyler's going to finish above ninety percent. Yeah, where? I I yeah. I mean, I just put Phil at six, but I I hadn't thought about where that would end up, kind of pushing Tyler into. Uh, I'll put Tyler at fifth. I'll say he's going to finish fifth. Fifth. Yeah, he's going to have a good match. That means I'm pretty much thinking that JJ is going to have a mega blow up or just his gun's not going to be legal or he won't make chrono or something like that. That always happens. Right. Put 12 rounds in the mag. Or- mm-hmm. Potato. Man, we were, we were all uh, cold on uh, Brian Giovannini, huh? Yeah. Are we on a revolver? No, you uh, gotta do Tyler. Did you say what where Tyler's gonna finish? I said over ninety. I don't. I, I don't know how the places are gonna shake out, but I'm gonna say over ninety. And I'm gonna suspect that there's that's only gonna be five or six people if if the the top end really has a top end match. Um, I think they're going to keep most of the field. You can't hedge your bet. Give a place. You said 90%, and what's his place going to be? Sixth. Damn. Okay. Sixth? Sixth. So, Tyler, we're expecting big things, by the way. Right after Brennan Decker. Sorry. 
Uh, I'm oh, going see. Tyler at eight. Where are you putting Sal? You must eight? be putting him fourth. I am putting Sal fourth. And then Casey Reed's got to be like tenth. No, I'm, I'm Casey Reed would be seventh. <laughs> oh. Um, Where's JJ? Tyler, oh, you have JJ in third. Tyler said JJ, Phil yeah, finishes ninth at 87%. Ninth at 87 Wow. Jeff does not have much confidence in you, Tyler. He thinks you're no, going to get what, smashed. You no, know, he's talking about Tyler. Phil. Yeah, that's what Tyler said Phil would finish. Oh, that's what Tyler said Phil would finish. Okay. Yeah. Finally got that fly. You got the fly? Uh, man, I, I, I made contact and I launched him across the room, but he's – I think he's making a comeback and I can't – where he's landed, I can't, like, get a hand on him to smash him. I need a lighter. All right, what are we and doing? Repo or single stack? Single stack. Okay. Let's see. Let's, let's – uh, well, first let me get uh, potatoes – or not potatoes, uh, Tyler's in there. So, Tyler for single stack pick uh, – Vlieger, Elias, and Seeklander. Okay. <laughs> is Seeklander shooting it? He is shooting yeah, with is staff. Shooting, shooting on staff day. A staff day top three finish. That would be historic. Uh, Seeklander's done that before. In single stack? Yep. All right, never mind. Was that 2020? I think it was 2019. Okay. It was in it was in uh, St. George. Maybe it was 2018. Maybe. Hmm. So I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play the single stack game, but I will privately message anyone who wants my picks. What? No, you have it. to give. You have I just to give can't picks. do it. I can't you have do to it. give picks. Why can you not give? Why can you not do it? Do it. I will message anyone who wants them. Find me on the Discord if you're not a member of the Discord. Look, this is this is about to be my picks. It's about to be a thing. Look, this might be the last episode Tater's on. He may not get to come on another episode after this. Uh, we we need picks. That's what this is for. So you're gonna have to be thinking I can, about it. I can it. give you the list of names, but I can't put them in order. You can put. Uh, well, okay. Let's get your list of names then. Uh, Elias Vlieger, um, Jeffrey Cawthon. I believe it's Got pronounced. It. That's the top three right there. Cawthorn. Uh, no, Cawthorn. <laughs> uh, no, I, I had a fourth. Uh, it's on my piece of paper downstairs, but I had another name in there. Look, that's a solid. That's a solid top three. I I like that, that top three. Um, I want it for you, Jeremy. I do. I want it look. for you, and and I want to be wrong. And you blow Jeff out of the water. That'll be the best storyline <laughs> ever. I just don't believe it yet. It's been no, a few I'm years. not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about that. That's that's no big deal. Jeff. I'm Jeff is shooting. Jeff is shooting well. Like I think him. Him having him in the top three is very, very viable. Uh, I, so think, like, I think. I think he has a really good chance of. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see after day one. Um, if if he shoots, if he shoots at all the targets. He has a good chance of having a, a good match if if he shoots at all the targets. That's that's a challenge at it this helps. point. <laughs> it helps for sure. Also, he won't be able to use his 10-round uh, major max. Nope. Can't use those. 
So okay, well we'll talk about that later. So okay, so yeah, we've got we've got Elias. Elias has shot honestly more than I've seen him shoot in in recent years, and has put in some really really salty performances this year. Vlieger has we haven't actually seen him shoot single stack yet this year, but I mean he just came second at Open. He was very competitive at CO. Wasn't he like leading CO after two days? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, um, or after one day. Yeah, Mills so I mean, like Siler were were tied in, in first after two days. That's that's you're right, you're right. Uh, but so Last I mean, like year, he was leading after two days in CO. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like Vlieger is is shooting really well. He's proven in the past that he can shoot iron sights well. Rob Latham, like. We've counted him out before, and he's still Rob Latham. Like his, he still shoots really, really well. Uh, and yeah, you have Jeff, Jeff in there as well. I, C. Clander, you know, coming in from in the, he has had really good uh, nationals before. John McLean is he was third two years ago, so he's certainly very capable of having having a really solid match. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's probably. I guess it's my turn to go first. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to uh, look. Elias has shot really well uh, this year, and it's it's gonna be tough to pick against Elias. I think that's he, he probably wants it as much or more than anybody does right now. Which does that help or hurt him? Who knows? Uh, but he, he seems to be he seems to be putting a lot of effort a lot of effort in. So. I'll give it to Elias to win and, and Vlieger. I'll put Vlieger in second. Honestly, like if I was going to pick somebody else for first, I would pick Vlieger. So for me, it's it's between the two of them. Um, and third place. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This one's this one's the tough one for me. I'm not not considering my name for this. Uh, I, honestly, I wouldn't put my name in this anyway. Like I'm just not going to do that. Because that's just weird to me. Um, I'll put Jeff. You'd have a lot of cachet if you put your name in there. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of lame and poor taste. Uh, I will put Jeff in third place to uh, to get another third place trophy. Let's put some more pressure on Jeff and see how he handles that. Yeah, but what you just did is you just made it so Jeff's not allowed to pick himself. Oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care what my opinion is. He don't care what my opinion is. That's perfectly fine. Um, all right. So here's how I'm going to do it because I, I don't want to put my name in the top three. So at the bottom here, I'm actually going to say that I'm going to finish first. <laughs> but then I'm going to pick my top three, excluding myself. This is the no. That is the that is the dumbest and lamest like psycho. Like I'm trying to be like self positive, but I don't want to seem like a douchebag. Uh, no, okay. So Jeff puts That's himself exactly at first. <laughs> Jeff put himself at first. Who's second so and third? You only get two more names. You only get two yeah. more names. You don't get you three. Got, you got two more names. Uh, no, that's not what I'm doing. You just you've already said it. Like it's done. So. Who's next? Okay, I think this is a tough one. But I really want to go Vlieger. Okay. 
Like I kind of want to go uh, Latham, but so you're putting Latham in third, and Elias is out of it, out of the top no, three. No, I said I said Elias was first. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You said you were first. I said I'm going to finish first, but then my top three is going to be Elias. Yeah, but, but you only get two after. So the way okay. your top three works is there's Rieger. three. And then, nope. So then you're done. So it's you, Elias Bleeger. <laughs> you have you have picked your top three. Uh, Potato. Who did you have? You had you had Elias. I had Elias Bleeger Cawthorn. Bleeger. Oh, you had the exact same list I did. Yeah, you guys picked the same. I really kind of I kind of want to change mine and put Latham at at third. I actually yeah. kind of do think Latham will finish in the, in the top three uh, some way, somehow. But it's already said. It's already done. Okay. Got it done. Uh, Revolver, are we just going to pick one winner? And Can Jay we... Slater after Poji because Jay Slater will be second this year. Who is Jay Slater? He's a very good Revolver shooter. That's an oxymoron, right? Like I said, he's a very good revolver shooter. Has he had a, like a recent come up? Uh, he was ninth last year, um, but he uh, he puts in a lot of work. Oh, okay. And I don't know how many hungry revolver shooters there are at this point. I mean, none of these top revolver shooters even shoot USPSA. No. This will be Poji's second match and his first match in Revolver this year in USPSA. I yeah, he, he didn't. match this last year. He shot one in Open and Nationals, which he won. Like, these guys don't play USPSA. No. there's Jay Slater no. does, so that's why he's in second. Uh, and then apparently you have Garen Singleton. Can he come in, like, no, can he come in there? No, if you haven't learned how to re- load a Revolver on the clock, or, like, you're not competitive in Revolver. It's true. Uh, yeah. I'd go Poji, I'd go Poji, Rich Wolf, and it's a toss-up for three. We'll just put James McGinty. He's very capable. He could have a good match. Ruger would like that. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be happy with that. Uh, that's what... I thought he would shoot single stack this year, honestly. Uh, usually, if it's, usually if it's revolver and single stack at the same time, he'll usually pick up revolver. I thought him and Olhasa would split. Nope. People forget it, but David Olhasa is a national champion. He is. That is that is very true. He is. All right. What else we got going on? Um, limited Jeff 10. Shot but- Arkansas and limited. Jeff shot Arkansas. It's not. It's not being competed. It's not being recognized. There's not ten shooters. It doesn't exist. That's yeah. seems fair and true. Uh, yeah, Jeff shot Arkansas. Kind of a last minute deal. Went and shot pretty much all one day. Right. You competed in limited with yeah. your single stat gun, but did you load eight rounds or ten rounds? Just eight. Okay, you shot eight rounds the whole time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and first stage was one. rough. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. I had a a gun malfunction, and it was stupid. Like 
I shot my old gun because I was thinking it was more reliable, but I had actually forgotten that at the recent club match I shot, I went to show clear, and it didn't pull the round out of the chamber, and it left it in there. And anyway, thankfully my RO uh, caught it, and he was like, yeah, you're not clear. And so I was like, oh, so I like shook it out. And then I forgot about that, and the gun shot fine the rest of that day. Um, but then I went to this match, and first stage, failure to eject. And uh, then that, me clearing that, turned it into a double feed. And anyway, it cost me about eight or nine seconds, something like that, to clear all that. And, and two months. Uh, yeah, well, that was the thing, is I was on like an eight-round array which I had already started engaging and then I had the malfunction and when I finished it I came up and I couldn't remember what I'd shot and so too Mike <clears throat> so but no FTSA no no they all had at least one hole in them <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yep so you actually did shoot them you shot the actual misses it wasn't wasn't a forgotten target miss. I think I engaged one target with one shot, and then I had the malfunction, and then I went back, and on the second target, I hit it and missed it, and then shot the rest of them. So I think oh, one, okay. of them, one of them was a, I didn't engage it twice, and one of them was an actual. It was probably my first shot when I came up. I was freaking flustered and probably jerked it off, you know. So, so that's how you started. That's not a very Jeff start. I know. Yeah. So that's how it started. It was. It got better the rest of the day. I mean, I still had some mistakes, but I actually shot progressively better throughout the day. And, uh, like, my last two stages were awesome. They were movers. I won all the stages with movers, which is really strange because I don't – I can't train movers. Um, yeah, I shot good. There was, with, like, short stages, like, uh, you know, 10 to 18 round stages, it's really tough to hang with the limited guys on, on, like, those, those super short ones, where they can just gun up and no load and just rip through a, a, a short and medium stage real quick. So... Uh, some of those I couldn't hang with them, but overall, other than the stupid mistake at the beginning, which I should have avoided by paying attention, it it wasn't terrible. So the the problem is, and I I spoke of this this morning in the Discord, is that I'm expecting big things of myself and nationals, yet I haven't delivered big things pretty much all year. So we've got this wonderful case of unrealistic expectations but i still think i can make a showing like the like they're real they're real unrealistic expectations so i don't know we'll see what happens but i wish that i was going into nationals with a couple of like home runs under my belt and i'm not so are you measuring home runs by matches or by stages? Matches. So 
Okay. Yeah, a home run would be I shot a match like in a focused manner and and shot it in a way that I would be pretty happy with. And my last two matches I've had like catastrophic errors. So, yeah. So you have to go back to area 3 for a match of No, that, that it was catastrophic errors. Yeah, it was <laughs> catastrophe in area 3. Yeah. Well, it's not like you shot 19 deltas. It's true. In minor. That's that's very true. I mean, that's so, honestly, that makes me feel so good. There's different levels. There's different levels of catastrophe. <laughs> some are all on one stage. Some are just bled through an entire match. So figure out which one makes you feel better or worse about your yeah. shooting. Oh, I mean, the stage catastrophes are way better, right? Like 20, 21 stage match. Like. Who cares? Like, everyone you were competing with will have a couple of stages, right? When you're bleeding on every stage, that hurts. It's, like when it's a like little 10, painful. When you're 10%, 15% underneath your own level, stage after stage after stage, it's like, that's soul-destroying. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's painful. Eight-second death jam, and then, like, a forgotten target. It's like, you have one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if I can squeak through nationals and have nothing huge, I guess I can forget one target. I'll give myself one target. Um, one target to forget. You're giving uh, you're, you're giving the field a free forty points. Yeah, exactly. You heard it here. Jeff is predicting himself to win, and he's spotting the entire field forty points. That's confidence. That's that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Like I don't, Steve Anderson. I don't think he's gonna be able to teach classes anymore because Jeff's gonna start teaching, teaching classes on mental mental game, and just tell everyone how many mistakes you'll spot them. Yeah, yeah, right. that's You're that's so fantastic. But I am shooting really good, other than the the big mental errors, like the actual shooting. Um, I've gotten quite a bit better at some of the stuff that we talked about. After area four, where Potato brought up shooting steel sooner and therefore being quicker on steel, I've been working on that. I think I've made some big improvements on that, and I think they were very apparent at Arkansas. It was a few stages. How is the uh, the sight lifting out of the notch perfectly? Were you able to focus on that again or no? It wasn't something that I felt like I needed to, to pay attention to. Basically, I'm going to pay attention to that if I'm not shooting good points. Okay. Uh, so it's like the I points fall off. You're like, all right, back to sight and notch. And if the yeah. points are there, then focus on something else. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't ever think about that at this match, honestly. I thought about my vision a couple different times, just trying to be quick from target to target. And focusing on moving my eyes from like just looking at the targets, um, but and that was the other thing that I've been doing better now than I was at the beginning of the year is just uh, faster transitions on on close and medium targets, just like almost as fast as I can pull the trigger, which is not fast, but it is a fast transition. So, yeah, I'm doing that a lot better, shooting steel a lot better. 
I just got to eliminate those big mental errors that I keep making. So that's where we're at. You did have to probably drive yourself to Arkansas. I did. And I did drink the night before and I stayed up pretty late. So, you know, there's that. We can make that happen. But <laughs> the driving. Did you at least see Bill? I did not see Bill. What? We, sh- we shot a 10-stage match and finished at like 2 o'clock. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. So That's cool. So I Was, was it staff reset? No. We had traveling our You guys were just flying. Mm-hmm. But, and we stopped for lunch. We took a break for lunch, too. Um, but I was home by 8 o'clock with a five-hour drive. Yeah, it's nuts. Wow, that's that's cool. Yeah. But pretty solid. Arkansas was good. Educational. It's not not the result that I wanted. I wanted to absolutely crush it, the whole thing. But to be honest, I did not give it the attention to yield that result. Uh, yeah, I was. And I think so that's your bad first stage sort of woke you up a little bit, or uh, I mean, just the whole prep for the match. Like generally, like pretty much the whole week leading to a match. Like I'm prepping. I'm prepping, checking equipment, checking ammo being super prepared and this was like I took off work at like noon on Thursday ran home threw everything in a bag and drove to Arkansas so it was just very little like I wasn't mentally in it as much as I like to be so I can make all how ramped up are you right now Jeremy how ramped up am I yeah training wise Um, not like I haven't been able to shoot as much as I would like to in the last few weeks. And that's unfortunately that trend is kind of bleeding over into this week too. This week was supposed to be kind of a a heavy week. Like I didn't get to the range today. Uh, got a little bit of dry fire, but didn't get to the range at all. Um, but honestly, like I'm, I'm really trying to. I'm not trying to like peak for this match. Like that's, that's not my goal. Like it's, it's simply like this match is in the middle of the progression of I've, I've seen good progressions since area three, since after area three, I had a, I had a solid match at, uh, at Utah. Like the shooting was well, I had some, some gun handling stuff that cost me pretty easy 10 seconds of that match. So I've, I've ramped up my dry fire which in all honesty i had not done a whole lot of dry fire this year like it just it was unbelievably i don't know something about doing it for a decade it was just been unbelievably boring for me this year and i just was struggling to make myself dry fire uh so i have i have ramped that up those dry fire mags help gave me something it looks like i have tourettes because it's stinking fly i'm sorry um but those dry fire mags I thought were cool and they were cool for like a week and then they all broke. Uh, so I'm, I'm now since like trying to do other stuff, like I'm welding up old mags that are cracked and then they weld them up and like, they won't fall free, but they're fairly durable. But, and then now you have mags that like you drop them and rounds are falling out. So you're chasing rounds all the time. It's why I dry fire with dropping lots of mags frustrates me. But 
It is. I am seeing improvement with that. So I think my gun handling will be, should be a little bit cleaner uh, for this match. And yeah, the shooting is going to be what it is. I, I hope that it's, it's better. Uh, I feel like I have a decent focus on it and I'm trying to not like, I'm just trying to accept that, Hey, the progression is going to be what it is and just kind of lean into the, the progress side of it. Like that's kind of what I tend to do when I play golf and it, I play better like that. So that's what I'm trying to do here. So we'll so see. You got two things going on. You're, this isn't like the big finale of your season. This is just like another waypoint on mm-hmm. Jeremy's path. So that's, that's thing one. And then thing two, you're going to rage. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, the rage. So this, like, this is a thing. So you know, I went and shot the other day with, and my kid, my four-year-old, came down to the range with me. That's it's the first time really he's come down like while I was shooting, and you know, I just made sure he had eyes and ears on, and he he kind of just just chilled around. But it was like I had it was kind of a frustrating session. But he's like, I really want to get mad and yell and do stuff like that, but I don't want to scare my four-year-old. Or also teach him that he should yell and get mad when he's not happy with himself uh, a whole lot. So I couldn't, I couldn't quite rage out. And then sometimes, like there's other people on the range, and you know, you don't want to scare them because you don't want to be who is this psychopath that's over here shooting guns and yelling and screaming and that sort of stuff. Uh, so sometimes I can't do that, but you know, like I, it still, it still helps focus me. So like, I'm still, I'm still planning on trying to use that, like, especially like first couple stages, it's almost like a artificial, just artificially ramp yourself up. And like, that seems to help for me that, you know, this isn't, this isn't super tested theory, but when I just get nervous and I'm trying to be calm, then I just have real jittery nerves. Well, if I ramp myself up and can kind of like, get a little angry or mad or just, just amped up, like, like amped up, kind of like, let's go type deal. Then I at least have something to overpower those nervous, that nervousness. And I still have some, I have some sort of energy at that point to grip the gun hard and, and mentally try to fight through those nerves. So we'll see. Uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like the progression, the progression is there. I ha- I have no I no idea what the performance will look like like so so I'm just kind of just do let it be whatever it is yeah yeah I mean, you'll you, you'll care once you're there and it's happened but yeah why waste all that care now um, yeah when when you've got a thing to experiment with yep so, I mean, that makes sense to me I mean anyone who isn't Jeff Carlson picking themselves first with forty points to spare probably would benefit from from that kind of a approach. I did so you-, you guys can at least appreciate this. It's such a stupid story, but I did have a single stack major moment where I had a light strike on a stage over the weekend. It was essentially three eight round arrays. So I had a light strike on the the first array. Uh-huh. And right? But I didn't mentally process that then that was going to be a problem between array two and three again. Uh-huh. Right? So it's like, shoot to empty. You know, oh, no, it's empty. Finish that array. Oh, no, it's empty. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It's like, I probably would have been better off the moment that happened. I had to shuck one out just 
doing a second load just so I could no. carry that Barney through the rest of the stage. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, no, I don't think he'd have been better off. You just got to get used to it. In uh, in stages, if there's like a nine a nine round array, I will plan in like if I have one makeup, I immediately reload. It's like I'll be shooting that array. If I miss a piece of steel, just reload right there. I won't even finish shooting the array before I reload. Is that because you don't want to get bumped to open because you have too many rounds in your mag? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just that's, pretty funny because it's like. I, I shot to empty three times in the same stage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's not at all abnormal to basically shoot a whole stage and you have, like, one makeup for a 32-round stage. you're carrying it, and you're like, yeah, you're, yeah, I've also had this now in field courses where I'm carrying that one-round makeup. And, and I, I watch yeah. my gun pull off the Delta, and I know, right? You know, it's like a 12-yard target. At the moment of ignition, that's a Delta. It's like... We're leaving it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know you've got steel coming up or something. And yep. All right, yep. it's on paper. We're good. I feel really yep. bad about that shot, but I did it. Nothing I can do. So it's I'm I'm looking forward to bringing that back to high cap divisions and uh mm. I think it it uh rewards a kind of discipline that it's easy to, to get lazy with in high cap. And I think the people who really excel at high cap also have that discipline. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. There, there's that. And then there's also the challenge of, like, because of that, you doesn't mean you get to shoot conservative shooting low cap. You still got to oh, go no, full yeah. war, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still being really, really aggressive, you know, within the reason of my relatively very low. Uh, ceiling on with this particular gun but it's like yeah i've got to be very aggressive but i make a mistake if there's a hole in paper i am done yeah i'm not shooting any makeups I'm, nope on paper nope okay moose hunt coming up what are you going to use taking what are you going to take this moose down with well i've got viking coming up from tennessee he's okay so he can carry 20 pounds okay uh, no, that man deadlifts, so he's going to carry everything. He's, he's hauling the moose out. I'm going to be management. Dude, uh, one one leg is going to be dragging on the ground. He can't even get it off the ground. Honestly, we'll quarter it in situ um, and, and pack out the quarters. Yeah, but he can't – like a whole quarter is taller than he is. How is he going to hold it up? This is true. So uh, uh, <laughs> we, we have classic moose hunting calibers, um, uh, 458 SOCOM. Okay. And um, I'm going to shoot a copper solid out of that. Um, I've, and then I've got a copper solid out of a, a 308. 165 grain copper solid out of a 308. So really okay. prioritizing penetration over expansion. You want something yeah. that can punch through a lot of muscle and bone and just keep going. All right, and so those you're... are both sort of proven big game rounds. Yeah. Uh, you don't have, have you long done... shots. It's not like elk or mule right. or deer or anything. It's You're talking 20... To maybe 150 yards. Yeah, yeah, you're not. This ain't Western, Western. No, game. you're walking up on something in a swamp. Yeah. Uh, have you done any scouting? Not enough. So, like, do you so have? I did some super early season scouting where it doesn't even matter because the moose aren't there yet because they change right at this time of year as the rut starts. Yep. Everything about what you saw a month ago is irrelevant. So it's a rut so, hunt for you guys. 
It is. We'll be right at the end of it. Okay. Uh, do you have like hopes and dreams of like how how many inches? I have zero. Uh, honestly, I want a freezer full of moose meat. I want to be giving away moose meat to people for the next year and okay. not buying any meat that didn't come out of the freezer for uh, six months. Antler or antlerless? Only antlered. And I'm in okay. a, a zone that's a few thousand square miles with a couple thousand people in the entire area. The And there are 125 tags for that area. Okay. So there, there'll probably be most people hunt in groups of four or five for moose. You mm-hmm. have two actual guns that can go off, but people typically have a, a larger party. So there'll be 500 people out in the, in that district, but you could go days without seeing anybody. It's all timber land. It's all private timber land. It's no public land. Oh, okay. Uh, but there's also no houses. So it's, just uh, manage forest land. Uh, can you give us a moose call? Everything is a moose call during the rock. You make no, any, like a- you make any you do whatever you want, and they're gonna come and investigate. Okay, but I want to hear like you're like legit. Like I'm gonna try to make a a moose call. Let's hear it. I, I don't have it. I don't have it in me. <laughs> Oh, come on. I think I can I really make don't. one. I'm going to wake up my kids. Oh, they're fine. They're fine. It'll just be in their dreams. They won't know us. Like, <laughs> that sounds like a moose, right? That's, that's a pretty, moose. That's pretty legitimate. Yeah. That's a moose right there. I don't even, I don't even hunt moose. So, yeah, I've got a winch. So, um, you know, I've got to come along. Uh, you know, a 4,000 pound ready to come along and they'll use that to drag it to a better spot. We'll quarter it where it is. The, the, the trick to moose, supposedly, I don't know, I've never dressed a moose, but is you, uh, you basically make a blanket mm-hmm. out of the skin so you have a working area and then just quarter them there. And, um, I'll bring a bone saw and, um, do what I can with the ribs. And, uh, by law, I've got to bring the head out, but I don't yeah. have to. Um, I can do it the gutless method, basically. Versus, for, you ha- for I mean, I've always dressed. Up. You almost have to on a moose. Well, there's guys who drag the whole thing out, but they have four wheelers and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we're doing you, it on the cheap. You have a Viking, is what you have a a miniature I've got a Viking. Viking. <laughs> a he's a, a full size Viking. Like history, history has lied to us. He's, he's standard issue. I feel like Henning Walgren is a full size Viking, and this Viking he's is a like... full size troll. Well, Henning is a full size troll. Like if he was under the bridge, you would be scared. <laughs> yes, goes across it too. Yes, and then you realize he's vegetarian. It's like, oh well, maybe he's well, not and so he's scary. Single stack. He oh, is shooting single what, stack. What's he finishing at? There you go. Last last prop bet. Um, he was eighty-five percent at Open Nationals. I'll put him at. I just said 88. I'll, I, I'll give him, I'll say 88%. Hmm. It could be higher, it could be lower. Yeah, I'll give him 90%. Maybe 91. 90%, okay. Oh, and last, uh, I gotta ask you guys this just to make you feel better about yourselves before you go to bed. What percentage will the single stack winner be of the production winner? 
Well, okay, so like this is this is fascinating and, because and, and and will the limited winner beat the production winner? Yeah. So yeah, so this is fascinating because at area one, Nils shot production and Elias shot single stack, and Elias actually beat Nils there. So for those of us who picked Elias, like there's a really good chance that uh he could be very, very close to to the winner in production. Um, in Jeff's list at area three, Jeff shot single stack and Nils shot production. And I think there was about a 20% gap. Less than that. So if you, if you went in the overall, was it? it was like 14, but if oh, you just 14. merged production and single stack, it was, yeah, it was 14. Okay. So there's a 14% gap. Maybe it was, I was 20%, but I was probably 20% back. Uh, so there was a 14% gap there. I can see how you get you and Jeff confused though. So. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, you know, it's it just depends on what kind of math you want to use uh, for that. You know, who's going to win single stack might determine who you how you think that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, well, you I guys think... will be you'll you'll be staying with Nils, so let him know that he gets a free forty points out of you, Jeff. I yeah, let, I think that uh, I think that Nils. Or well, again, I picked Nils in production, so the 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 production to limited. Uh, Nils would have been second limited at area three, if I'm remembering. This is totally off my memory. I think he was just behind Gianni, like a couple points at area three. Um, that was Nils shooting production, Gianni shooting major with lot twice as many rounds. So. I think we're going to more likely to see that version of Nils personally is what I think. And I think there was a different version at area one. I, so you're I could saying, be wrong. You're saying he's going to be within 5% of the limited winner, basically. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I say single stack winner will, if single stack winners within 5% of that, then that will, they will have shot a really good match. I think. Yeah. Cause that would be 10. Would, yeah. Okay. 10% back of limited. Yeah. Yeah, I think the single stack winner will be six or seven percent behind the production winner. And I think the limited winner will be over production. A smaller gap than that. I think it'll be I don't know, maybe three percent or something. All right. Uh, if you guys have any questions, please send them to us. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. This spot, this episode was, we forgot our shout out. We were busy. Uh, was sponsored by Shooters Connection. Big thank you to them. We really appreciate that. Uh, as all our episodes have been, they've enabled us to do video that's coming out fairly soon. We don't know yet, but that video is coming out soon. So be looking for that. Uh, also, a shout out from Billy McScrublord. Shout out to the Seattle I-5 Union Street exit for baiting moron drivers into crashing. So, it's good <laughs> quality shout out. Uh, Solid. We happens. should say that, that, that he did also pick John Hedlund for third in every division. He did. He did pick John Hedlund to do quite well at this match. Have an exceptional exceptional nationals 
so uh, he also picked us for one and two in single stack. So, oh, big time. Me, me one, of course. Well, of course, yeah. That just makes sense. Yeah, but you know, that's with the freebie. Right, right. Just, just with the free. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm injured. Is why he picked, he picked you first. Uh, is what he says. Yeah, yeah, so that. Makes that sense. That very much makes sense. So, but yes, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, anybody that's shooting nationals, I hope you all have a really good match and come talk to us. Uh, happy to talk to anybody uh, and stay safe. Peace.